Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Boivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, and we're at episode number 1,589. And there's been some other industry news that I wanted to touch on because it does have to do with active production of Star Wars projects. And it's kind of fascinating in its own right since we've talked from time to time about Lucasfilm and ramping up production capacity on certain things. ILM just announced that they are starting a new division of the company, ILM TV, and they're getting back into television, streaming and episodic. Now I'm saying getting back into television because once upon a time they were involved with a particular passion project of George Lucas's, that of course being the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. They were doing all the special effects for that seminal TV series and bringing, as they defined it, cinematic quality to the visual effects of the television situation. And so they don't call it a television situation, but I think you know what I mean. Anyway, so you know, they haven't done anything really in the way of TV, you know, and so now it's time to get back into it again, apparently, and they already have their first two projects lined up. Surprise, surprise, one of them is going to be The Mandalorian, the Star Wars live-action TV series that is being produced for the Disney streaming service that will be coming out in the latter half of next year. They're also lined up to take over the visual effects for the Krypton series, which is a Superman prequel thing happening over on Sci-Fi, and I'm saying taking over because they are picking it up for season two. Now, there are other companies already in the market that specialize in visual effects for episodic and streaming television. Among them, COSA or COSA, depending on where you put the emphasis there, C-O-S-A, small o, and Zoic, which does many of the effects for the CW superhero shows, and also Spin VFX as well. So, you know, those outfits are doing, you know, everything that you see that's you know very special effects heavy on tv i would say and particularly the koza outfit they seem to be the group that's going to potentially suffer the most out of this because they're doing the work for agents of shield they've done stuff for guardians of the galaxy and 
so on and so forth. They've actually worked with Bad Robot as well, according to their website. So it seems like those situations are going to be the ones that move away from Studio Light Cosa over to Industrial Light and Magic as they get their machine up and running. Those seem to be the prime opportunities. And, you know, because ILM was acquired by Disney as part of the deal with Lucasfilm, you know, it's actually kind of surprising that this hasn't happened sooner, to be honest with you. It has been six years since the deal was official, but hey, no time like the present, right? So this is essentially a way for Disney to kind of keep <laughs> its own ecosystem in place. I mean, you know, they've got one uh, side of the business spending money to produce these things and another side of the business is actually making the money. So it ends up being a very smart um, economic decision for Disney to be able to do this sort of thing and very lucky that they have such a quality outfit as ILM in their portfolio already to do this stuff. And so now I guess the question becomes, you know, how long is it going to be before they, you know, really ramp this up and get more of their properties to be working with ILM? Although, as it is these days, if you actually sit through the credits for movies and whatnot and you, you know, go through all 1,200 people or so that are listed there, you'll notice that it's usually not one outfit, but it's a lot of different visual effects outfits that are called in to handle visual effects for a cinematic situation. And so... You know, ILM has worked on Marvel movies, for example, but they're not the only ones. Uh, I guess one of the big ones, of course, that you've heard about mentioned on here from time to time is Lola VFX, which has been the one that did the digital de-aging of Michael Douglas and Robert Downey Jr., for example, in various Marvel movies. And they do a fantastic job with that stuff. But you know, ILM's capacity, just because they aren't able to take care of all the effects on a movie doesn't necessarily mean that that's, you know, a, a slight on ILM or anything like that. Quite the opposite. It's just, you know, the nature of the business. But now that they are opening a new TV division, well, you know, that certainly seems to bode well for their capacity and their interest in building that capacity and that infrastructure too. Does it mean that we're actually going to see potentially more infrastructure being built on the cinematic side of things? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet, at least, and certainly not for the next year or two. I mean, at this point right now, it seems like based on the slate of movies that is on tap for Star Wars in general you know, there's not necessarily a reason for them to be building the infrastructure. And then it just depends on how badly they're chasing after new business. And it seems like, you know, new business kind of comes to them just as it is. And it's not like there's a you know raft of new competitors that are fighting in space for it or anything like that. At least, you know, not that we're hearing about. Maybe if you're actually deeply enmeshed in the visual effects market, you're hearing about that a little bit more. But I think for now, at least, just because, you know, also dovetailing with this, the whole conversation that we had about the Boba Fett movie and about it being, you know, put on indefinite, if not permanent hold, and the focus being very strongly on the Mandalorian TV show, and the fact that Disney's streaming service is going to have to add more content and more content and more content. It's just going to have to do that. I mean, The Mandalorian and Clone Wars is not going to be enough. We know that there's supposed to be a couple of Marvel TV series as well that are hitting this streaming service, but it seems like really the focus is going to be very strongly on the television, the streaming television side of the house for the near future. 
And I'm curious to know what you think about that. Do you think that you would like to see more Star Wars live-action episodic television? Would you like to see them create multiple series and focus on that? Or would you like them to ramp up their infrastructure on the cinematic side of things and try to you know get to the point where they can be making two or three or four movies a year as marvel does right now i'd love to hear your thoughts on that please do share them wherever it is you happen to be checking out this episode of the show and that is going to do it for this episode of the show thank you so much for joining me for it and i hope you will subscribe to the show if you're not subscribed already i hope you'll also consider supporting this daily dose of star wars joy by signing up at patreon.com slash sw7x7 for now though it just remains for me to say may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be this podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by lucasfilm limited disney or 20th century fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only star wars the star wars logo all names and pictures of star wars characters vehicles and any other star wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of lucasfilm limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them all original content is copyright 2018 star wars 7x7 we hope you love it